This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. It's a Powder Blue Podcast Playoff Preview. A lot of teeth. Jeff Mosher, it's the playoff. It is. It's the first Powder Blue podcast ever to preview the Phillies in the playoffs. About damn about time. <laughs> yeah, it's about damn time. <laughs> I, I had the fortune of starting to cover the Phillies for 97.3 way back in 2015. Mm-hmm. So on the seventh year, I actually have some fun stuff to talk about in terms of a playoff appearance. But, you know, it's one of those things, Jeff. I felt like you almost took it for granted back in the day. You know, when they were on that stretch, you know, it was like you just expected to be busy in October, expected the playoff games. And, man, we, we learned not to take it for granted, huh? Yeah, man. I mean, you know, it's been seven years for you covering the team, but it's been, you know, 11 since they've been in the playoffs, and it feels like 30. <laughs> I think we we feel – both of us feel like we've aged about 30 years over the last uh, seven to ten. Well, they're doing that side-by-side thing. The play, you know, last time they were in the playoffs, what you looked like, and now, and certainly, I got way the hell more gray <laughs> than I did. Well, I don't think I had any gray back then, and uh-huh. uh, my, my picture of choice was me in a Ben Francisco jersey. <laughs> ben? I had oh a backup God. right fielder uh, jersey as uh, my jersey headed into the playoffs, but this year. They're back. A little bit different scenario, right? Didn't need to win a division, and we're up to the third wild card. So, Jeff, does that diminish this at all for you? No. The fact that this is a third wild card. No, only because, you know, I've I've reconciled it a long time ago, Frank. I mean, I'm not a, um, you know, uh, I'm sort of a purist. I don't love all the different changes that have happened in baseball, but I understand why they're happening, and I've – you know, what are my choices? Either, you know, have disdain for all the change and not watch or get with the times and get on board. So it's been, like we said in the last pod, there, there was like this school of thought that the Phillies shouldn't celebrate or shouldn't pop the, you know, we knew they were going to do it anyway, you know, pop the beer or the champagne, whatever it is. And I said, yeah, you should. You made playoffs. It's still a 162-game season, and it's still really hard to make the playoffs. And it was hard for them. So you celebrate, you enjoy it, and I'll enjoy it as a viewer, as as a, as, you know, (laughs) I I think no matter what, it's playoff baseball, and it's been a long time, so I'm happy about it. And how fascinating is this, Jeff? So the NL East goes to the Atlanta Braves, who stormed back from a a 10-and-a-half game deficit. It's not even that the Mets just fell apart, right? The Mets won 101 games. Yeah. But so did the Atlanta Braves, but because they won the season series – they win the National League East. By the way, do you like this with these uh, tiebreakers like in football? Um, You wish there was a 163 today to figure out who did what? No, I think when you expand the playoffs like that, you can't be adding extra tiebreaker games. I mean, things are already almost going into November. It has at times. So, you know, I do like a playoff. In the old format, I did like the playoff. But under the new format, you can't have – because you can have a couple of 
guys talk. I just it's not good. It wouldn't it wouldn't work. <laughs> so so pretty interesting too, Jeff. So the fact that the Phillies won eighty seven games in a division with a two one hundred one game winners. I yeah. mean that's if the Phillies were in another division, they might be much they might be much better. I you know, so when I when I consider them and their their opponent to be the St. Louis Cardinals, if the Phillies had been in that central mm-hmm. and faced the Bra the, the Braves and Mets less might they actually have more wins? Uh, I think it's a definitely a fair argument. I think it's possible. I believe um, these two teams are are fairly equal. You know, I know that obviously the Phillies are the team on the road, but um, I, I think that there are some matchups that favor the Phillies, starting with the, uh, the the first, you know, the two starting pitchers for game one and game two. Um, but I know the Cardinals sort of do this every year where they – they kind of don't put together what looks like the best team on paper, but they have some really good players. Uh, sometimes some guys you you never heard of or you don't consider a household name that get the job done, uh, along with the guys who are household names. So they're not gonna. It's not gonna be easy either. Right. So the Phillies will take on the St. Louis Cardinals in St. Louis. Right. All three mm-hmm. games, if you need three, are in St. Louis. But the pitching matchups of Game One and Two. Right, first team to win two games wins the series. So, Phillies are sending Zach Wheeler in Game One out against Jose Quintana, yeah, that was a who was a uh, trade deadline pickup by the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. And then in Game Two, Aaron Nola versus Miles Michaelis. So, Jeff, when I hear the pitching matchups, I'm not that, and I'm not saying I'm not trying to minimize the quality of year either player had. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't sound that intimidating, right? It's not like they're going up against top pitching here. Uh, when I compare the two starters, do you, do you pick the Philly starters if we're just going starter versus starter? Do you think the Phillies have an edge in that that regard? Uh, I do. I can't deny that Quintana has been really good ever since going to the Cardinals. I think he has an ERA of like two. Um. He's pitched what twelve games. Uh, he's done. He's done really well. Sixty-two strikeouts. Uh, I'm sorry, sixty-two innings, forty-eight strikeouts. So for a guy who's not overpowering, um, he he clearly is able to get outs. But I mean, I, I mean, I I don't know how you do much better than than Wheeler and Nola <laughs> as a one and a two. I still think no matter what that that favors the Philadelphia Phillies. And I I'm assuming Wainwright's going to go game two, right? No, Michaelis. Oh, Michaelis. That that's I guess because um, Wainwright needs the rest. But I, I that's a break to me for the Phillies. I I know how good Quintana has been, and and he's been a good pitcher this year. Uh, I mean, in his career. But I, I still think it's better that they're facing Quintana, Michaelis, and White, Wayne, maybe not Wainwright in the first two. You know. Yeah, they have not announced the starter for Game Three. Now the Phillies have announced that it would be Ranger Suarez. Now Suarez got beat up a little bit the, the day after the clincher. Did you think much of that that the Astros beat him up? I know I know some fans were all worried that Game Three starters Ranger Suarez after what they saw the other day. But does that bother you at all? No, not at all. I mean, did you really expect the uh, Phillies to be in in great shape the day after they clinched? <laughs> and you know, we're sitting there uh, getting all liquored up in the in the locker room. I, I was actually surprised Bryce Harper started and then played. Uh, the entire game, right? They, yeah, uh, yeah, that was. Shocking. I thought he would. They they let him off, so I thought, okay, he's gonna get two at bats and then go hit the showers. But That's no, what he, I thought too. Yeah, <laughs> he yeah. hung in for a little while. 
Yeah, um, they, they were. Yeah, no, I, I'm not going to put a whole lot. I, I'm going to consider that like an NFL preseason game where, you know, it looks ugly, you get concerned, and then nothing actually, you know, carries over into the into the into the regular season. Yeah, good analogy. I mean, clearly, like the, your motivation is different. When you, you know what I mean? Where you don't have to win, you already have it clinched. Mm-hmm. In a way, you're kind of going through the motions. You know, a lot of the subs are in. I, 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 I can just see that being an off day. But all in all, Ranger this season, 10 and 7, 3.65 ERA. Yeah. Uh, which is, which is very respectable for, for a nice number, number three starter. Uh, so he, by the he, way, uh, real quick, you're playing the Astros who are in the playoffs as well and probably the favorite to be in the World Series and you're hoping you're in the World Series. So why am I as Ranger Suarez going out there showing the Astros everything I got? You know what I'm saying? Like that, <laughs> that wouldn't make a whole lot of sense either. I'm just grooving fastballs and saying, go for it. I'll get your, your ego inflated. <laughs> yeah. So they, they, they did beat him up a little bit. And then of course the Phillies. I mean, they weren't really trying the finale either. Uh, they they did they did uh, almost almost come back. That the highlight of that was watching Phil Maton face <laughs> Nick Maton, and Phil Maton would not have come into a game to face three lefties in normal circumstances. So so you know that was just the whole flavor of the whole thing. You just get to enjoy enjoy the, enjoy a couple games, have fun, and then get ready to be serious. But the Phillies are serious now, so mm-hmm. um, but pretty interesting that the Cardinals have not named Game 3 starter yet. I, does that surprise you at all? It's like, who else would it be? I mean, is, is am I missing something? Is Wainwright okay? Uh, maybe just old. Uh, I mean, I... Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> we're talking about a game... We're talking about one of the... the one of the best big game pitchers in the majors, uh, especially, you know, big game meaning postseason pitcher. So, I'm again, I'm a little surprised that he's not in the, one of the first two games, and uh, I haven't really had a chance to read up on it to see why, but uh, that's that to me is a gift for the for the Phillies. He's been yeah. a really really good. If I I don't have the stats in front of me, and so I don't I, I don't want to be talking out of my ass here, but you know we both watch a lot of baseball, and to my knowledge, every time I've seen Wainwright play in the uh, pitch in the postseason, he's been pretty damn good. Not just that yeah. series against the Mets and in '06, which my God, that's so, you know 16 years ago, but. Um, I'm pretty sure he's got really good postseason numbers. Yeah, all, all in all, he pitched uh, to 11 and 12, 371 uh, this season. Right. And so, you know, which is a uh, which is very respectable okay. for somebody yeah. his age, right? So, yeah. I mean, he's made he made his major league debut way back in 2005, which mm-hmm. is which is pretty pretty interesting. All right, so here's his playoff numbers. Right, and he's had a lot of playoff appearances. Right, he's actually appeared in 29 playoff games, starting 16 of them. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. He is four and five with a 2.83 ERA in those uh, playoff appearances. That includes yeah. two wild cards, seven NLDS, five NLCS, and two World Series games. So, I just gotta think that that they think the uh, the hands are hotter uh, with with uh, Quintana and. Michaelis. Now, um, he started on Sunday, I believe, for the uh, for the Cardinals. So there's there's no reason to to think that he can't pitch uh, this weekend. So right. But uh, but hey, hey, I'll take it. So uh, so so how would you uh, respond to Rob Thompson? Already announced that he's going to go with Matt Veerling in center field instead of Brandon Marsh facing the tough lefty Quintana. Um, is is that is that something you are okay with, or does it 
because I feel like it's over-managing. I know going lefty-righty, I know sometimes people don't like the lefty-righty stuff. Or Do you give him his shot there against the lefty? Not going to lie, I thought Brandon Marsh would be out there, and I was, you know, for what he brings defensively in a playoff game when you're not a great overall defensive squad, I'd like to have him out there, but you also do have to get some big hits in the playoffs, uh, and it's not like Vierling has been a bad center fielder at all, so I'm not going to uh, say that. Um, he's actually been good in the outfield at times. Um, so I get it. L- look, I mean, w- what has sprung the Phillies ever since Rob Thompson became the manager? And that's playing the kids and having faith in the guys who aren't the household names. And a lot of times they've come through. So don't love it, but I, I understand it. And uh, in fairness, it's worked. His method of doing that has worked. So Matt Vierling, I'm looking at his splits against lefties, 295 average, 760 OPS in 2022. So uh, against against righties, 217, 580 OPS. So yeah. it, 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 this is this is uh, trying to maximize every spot on that. Uh, that lineup, it looks like. Now, there's other righties in this lineup, right? So, of course, you have JT, Nick Castellanos, Reese Hoskins. So mm-hmm. they should. They have a lot of money in those other three righties in the lineup. Uh, they got to come through for you. Same with Gene Segura, right? So uh, all of them hit well against lefties. So even even if Quintana is tough against lefties, the Phillies should then be able to put up some offense. I mean, that, mm-hmm. should, that would be the only worry right now, right? You kind of expect a good performance from Wheeler. And Nola, right? Right. You do. I mean, you absolutely do. you got to have good pitching. And then maybe that's a big part of it, too, with um, you're just trying to get a little bit more offense, knowing that you've got really good pitching. Uh, so you can sacrifice Marsh's defense in center field to get Maton in there and hope to get a couple extra hits and, and then just hope your your batting order comes through. All right. So let's talk about Aaron Nola for a second. So, you know, I was very confident on Monday that they were that this was a different team that was going to come out and grab that wild card on Monday, and they, of course, did it behind Aaron Nola. Uh, what's your reaction to that pitching performance from him? Man, it was great to see. I got to I, – I, listen, October Nola, I'm ready for it, right? That was the <laughs> first real gr- crack at October Nola, and I'm definitely ready for it. I, I think he's – Frank, I think he's ready. I really do. I think he's locked in. I think that start showed it. I'm not telling you he's going to go out there and no-hit the Cardinals. But I have more faith in him now than probably at any time in his career that he's going to come in and be representative of what a really good pitcher needs to be in the playoffs. Yeah, well said. I I just thought that his whole demeanor is different. Yep. Like, like I thought that he went out on Monday kind of with an attitude, him just basically saying, look, I'm sick of this. I'm ready mm-hmm. for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Give me the damn ball. Yep. And the way he went out and pitched was was nothing short of phenomenal. Now, of course, it's perfect for for almost uh, well into the seventh, right? Uh, or into yeah, the, yeah. So until uh, Comcast jinxed them. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but the, just 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 his attitude that he was he was there to win. Period. Yeah, I, I think I think that that is where Arinola is at in his career. So if he ever was September soft or mm-hmm. many things we've heard. I think that's behind him. Fair to say? Uh, definitely, I do. You know, we reserve the right to change our mind uh, by this time in a few days if we're wrong. But I, I think you were right about just that sense of urgency, that locked in, that that 
man on a mission kind of look that he had on the mound. And then it's so it's it became sort of symbolic that that Zach Eflin then closed it out like that. And it was mm-hmm. like the two guys who have been here a long time and have not sniffed the postseason, but have, you know, overcome their own trials and tribulations in different ways, you know, Nola doing it there in October and Eflin always being hurt and finally coming back to help them here. There was some there was some awesome symbolism in that. It made it really fun to watch that game. So you made a you made a nice transition there. So somebody did did tweet me in the middle of that game and say, well, who's going to, who's going to close? And I said, oh, I would be shocked if if Eflin got a shot. Well, <laughs> Eflin got a shot for two reasons. It sounds like sounds like one was that Rob Thompson wanted to throw him a bone because he worked so hard to come back from his constant, which is essentially he's got a chronic knee issue. I think mm-hmm. that's fair to say at this point, yes. you know, because it keeps keeps coming back. Yes. So he really had to work back. We we almost thought he was done for the year. We didn't think we'd see him again. And here he is pitching really, really well in a crucial spot down the stretch. So he was kind of owed him that almost just to, just as a symbolic way to say, uh, here you go. And and him closing out Nola, the, the two most tenured Phillies pitchers. But then I think part two of it is he might be the hottest hand in the, from the right side in that bullpen right now. Mm-hmm. Do you ride Zach Eflin, or or do you feel like you owe Sir Anthony Dominguez or David Robertson the chance, or do you try to give Zach Eflin the, the most important innings? That's a that, that's tough, man. Because you know, let's not forget Jose Alvarado has been amazing too. Well, <laughs> I would imagine that he would do his usual, which is Alvarado gets the tough outs against the lefties. But remember those those two big bats. In the uh, Cardinals lineup in the middle, right? We, we yeah. know exactly who they are, right? So yeah. you're probably managing those last innings accordingly. Oh, and by the way, uh, I think Albert Pujols has benefited greatly from not being Arenado or Goldschmidt because so. nobody wanted to pitch to either Arenado or Goldschmidt. So guess what? They have to pitch to Albert Pujols, and when you pitch to Albert Pujols, uh, you can actually uh, get a hit. But you know, Goldschmidt yeah. and Arenado being two big righties, Pujols who struggled, by the way, in September. Both of them had bad September, so I don't know if that's a good thing or if that means that they're due. Hey, well, catch catch them while they're down, right? So, uh, yeah. so we're just looking at Goldschmidt, and who's probably the MVP. Yeah. Um, hit okay. Didn't have a bad month per se in, in normal terms, but well, two home runs, seven doubles, but batted two fifty three. His seven three five OPS. So I mean, it's not MVP. He didn't have an MVP September. Yeah, he still probably will win the MVP if you ask me. Uh, and then he went three for seven in that final series uh, against uh, who, did, who did they play? I forget who they played in the last series. But uh, yeah, so Goldschmidt, of course, uh, has had a tremendous year, but you don't want to pitch to him, and, I, and that that could be part of it too. Is nobody wants to pitch to him? Um, they're picking their poison and, and losing to Pujols instead. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then you've got uh, Nolan Arenado, who. Who, in his own right, by the way, if you wanted to, if you wanted to look at his stats, he he probably is MVP considerable. If it wasn't his own teammate that was probably going to beat him out for that award, but uh, mm-hmm. looking at his month of September, two sixteen. Okay, so uh, he did hit. Uh, he did hit. Um, yeah, about two two home runs. Yeah, five five doubles. So yeah, that's not a right, great they, September. You're right. They are both pretty cool uh, at the moment uh so yeah if that's something the Phillies can capitalize on but but in terms of tough righties to get them out um 
you kind of need good Robertson and, and good Dominguez in addition to Eflin if you ask me. Yeah, I think you do. And that wouldn't surprise me if he, he went with the hot hand. It would not surprise me at all if he gave Eflin uh, an opportunity to close it out, if that's the way the leverage uh, situation turns out in the ninth with uh, who's up. But, uh, man, I you know, I, I'm just worried that, you know, the – the the Cinderella <laughs> chariot becomes a goes back to a pumpkin pretty soon. You know, not that I think that F1's bad, um, but that I sort of envisioned that that would be Sir Anthony's spot a while back. And I know that he got hurt and then he didn't come back as strong, but I still think he's got the best stuff. And I don't want to second guess that uh, when you need some outs there in late in these games that you know that you don't go to a guy who has great stuff. So yeah, Sir Anthony Dominguez. Throwing 100, even though he was a little bit all over the place, you, you kind of knew that he and Robertson would get an inning mm-hmm. during that Houston series once they clinched because you had to see if they could work through some of their kinks. Looks to me like with Dominguez, he's just lost control. Yeah, um, I would agree with still that. Still throwing 100. Um, it, it's it's kind of unfortunate because, you know, we were we were kind of told that nobody really admitted as such, well, we might as well put him on the IL because he's sore. Like every every baseball player is sore, right? Mm-hmm. So, so let's face it. So people pitch through what, what Dominguez had all the time, but the worry was coming off of Tommy John. Right. You know, it could be worse. But did that little rest throw him off? Yeah, you know? that's a really good question. I mean, he was I mean, in quite is, a rhythm. Is this biting him in the the behind for for giving him that layoff to while they thought they had an easy schedule, which of course yeah. was not, not always as easy as they thought. Um, so that's something that's something to think about there, but. Uh, but you know what? If, if if he's got his command, man, I mean, he he could probably he could probably blow through those guys. I would um, think so. I would think so. You probably have to have a short leash if you use him. If you notice that he's off, you know, you can't wait around, obviously. And that's not, why you've got Eflin right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean that, that three batter rule. I believe that's still in the playoffs, right? But they're not putting yeah. in the the ghost runner and extra innings and stuff like that. So these right. games can go uh, these games can go pretty long. So. Mm. <laughs> hopefully they don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hopefully they don't. Uh, but hopefully the uh, the Phillies can can kind of close it out there. So so yeah. So Alvarado also definitely the hot hand. Um, by the way, I really liked listening to him in the clubhouse. He seemed really like appreciative. Oh, that was really nice. And yeah. Humble and recognized what what going to the minor leagues meant. Because I swear, Jeff, you know, he, at one point this season he had an ERA over eight, and it was it was almost like ah. Maybe, yep. maybe, maybe his time has come and gone in this in this league, <laughs> you know. And <laughs> he goes down. Uh, I think it was. I think Tom McCarthy was talking about this on the broadcast. Uh, Cesar Ramos, who's the pitching coordinator down there, uh, had a plan for him and yeah, worked that got cutter. him right back on track. I mean, that's 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 pretty fascinating. I agree, and not only back on track, Frank, but maybe as dominant as he's ever been. So that that to me, you talk about riding the hot hand, and when you got it, you got it. Let's let's stick with that. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, if you're going to ride that one, then I guess you want to avoid the other ones uh, <laughs> if they're if they're not the hot hand, if you can. But you know what though? Uh, I mean, Zach Wheeler and Aranola, if, if they can give you six, seven innings, I mean, you don't have a lot a lot of a gap to fill. So that that's the nice thing about this playoff series is if you can take games one and two behind Wheeler and Nola, that's all you need. I agree. And then you can worry about the next season, next series when you worry about that that series. Sure, sure. So one, one um, game at a time, one series at a time, right? Exactly. So let me ask you this then. So what do you do then with with some of the other starters this this uh, wild card round? Uh, what well, do you do with Bailey Falter, who's pitched well at times? 
Uh, what do you do with uh, Noah Syndergaard, who did look pretty good in his final appearance? Maybe his rest, extra rest, was helpful. Um, do, you, do, you, do you try to use them in relief, or do you stick with your usual relievers, or um, wait well, for the 17-inning game? <laughs> if, you, if you win in three, right, how many days are off between that, that, day, that game three and the NLDS? One day off. So one, two, three, four. So would you be able to start Nola in game one, uh, Wheeler in game one of the NLDS? No. So you need Bailey Falter, don't you? Yeah. I mean, yeah. if he win in two, then you just bump Suarez back. Correct. But yeah, that's, that, that's kind of one of the un, unintended consequences here. The NLDS, you're probably going to have Wheeler and Nola kind of in the middle of that series. Right. Because of when they're pitching this time. So, um, yeah, and I tell you, Kyle Gibson is not on my playoff roster. I'm sorry, he's just not. That's a tough one because he's he's had his moments, uh, and but again, hot hand kind of thing. I mean, every starter can't make can't make the uh, the playoff roster, right? So right, I would rather go with Shindigard and Falter uh, over Gibson right now. I mean, how can you argue that I, Gibson's not been good? No. And, you, and are you comfortable enough with Syndergaard? Who, who I mean, no, team? but I mean, what's my other? I'm, I'm comfortable with Syndergaard over over Gibson. I'm uncomfortable with one over the other, I should say. But I mean, I'm more comfortable with, with Syndergaard. Yeah, and that's a thing here too. You might not necessarily. Yeah, this is a situation you may not have to run into. So. Yeah, I mean, you 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 probably. I'm just trying to try to count the days out now. So like so so Monday the tenth would be a day off because we're not going to mess with Monday night football. So so Wheeler on normal rest, mm-hmm. he'd be off Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. So not till Wednesday. So game two he could do. So really you just need one starter beyond this beyond this series, right? To to kind of bridge the gap if you go if you go three. Now here, here's the thing, I think if the Phillies are going to win this, their best chance is to win it in two. I agree. Once you get to game three. I'm sure they'll put all hands on deck, but I feel like game three is going to be a lot harder to win. Uh, mm-hmm. Even even though, you know, especially considering these those those right-handed bats we were just talking about, they like to feast on left-handed starters. No doubt. So uh, if if Suarez is starting, I mean, you probably have to have Syndergaard ready behind him. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, that that's, 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 that's going to be the more challenging game. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. And I'll tell you what's challenging, because this is the playoffs. We have to remember. A lot of times it's not the big names that get you. Uh, I, I look at the lineup and I say, I'm more worried about the Tommy Edmonds and the Brendan Donovans of this lineup than, say, the Arenados and Goldschmidts. Yeah, I bring you know, up Cody Ross. You those guys, you know? Remember Cody Ross? Oh, I remember, of course. How do you yeah. not? How I mean, can you that, not? That was his career-defining moment. <laughs> playoffs against the Phillies in 2010, was it 10? Sure. Or 12? I can't remember what, 10. Yeah, 10, duh. They 10. weren't in in 2012. What am I talking right. about? <laughs> uh, but, yeah, that Giants series, so... Oh, and yeah. Giant, Giants won in ten and twelve, so that's why I was uh, that was in my head. But, but yeah, so so I so I think it's really important that the Phillies come out firing. Uh, that you get offense. I, or what I would hate to see is some sort of pitchers duel for both games where the Phillies aren't scoring. Yeah, Nolan Wheeler aren't giving up runs, and and what happens is that you have to scratch out either a victory or a loss. And because um, I would really, I think the Phillies. Best opportunity then is is got to be those two games. Your top righties against those top right-handed bats. Totally. And then, agree. then I don't know once once you get to game three because we don't even know who's starting for the Cardinals yet. Right. Right. I completely agree. 
So who would who would be a potential starter for them if not Wainwright in Game Three? Well, uh, they have Jordan Montgomery. Oh, uh, that's they, I forget. They, they Montgomery right. from the uh, yeah, yeah, I think that, that, yeah. It's very interesting how they're handling this. I guess they, I mean they might they might figure Quintana is the best matchup against the tough lefties and they want to win that game one. But but yeah, but Montgomery had a nice season. I mean when he when he came over from the uh, Yankees, mm-hmm. um, he made eleven starts. Let's see, he was six and three, three and eleven ERA. Uh, yeah, I was surprised when the Yankees traded him because you know he he was in their rotation. Sure, I was too. I think he was. He was very uh, shocked by it. If I'm not yeah, mistaken. but so, yeah. I would, if it was me making the decision, I might put him there and maybe you start. Maybe I don't know. Maybe they wait save save Wayne Wright for Game One of the next series. But then he's got a the division series. Um, you would need. See, one of the problems is they've lost days off. In uh, in this schedule, because the World Series is when the World Series was scheduled before the lockout, so so you, they're really sque- squeezing in this postseason uh, without mm-hmm. without without rest. So right, um, yeah. So I'm so I'm looking at the looking at the calendar up ahead. So um, I don't want to get too far ahead because the Phillies need to win this this series first. But but the uh, the schedule is definitely squeezed. The DS will start on uh, on the 11th. Mm-hmm. And even if it goes five games, it'll end on the seventeenth. So they 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 do have uh, they do have some days off there to travel, but uh, but not much else beyond that. And then if it goes all the way to game five on the seventeenth, guess what? The LCS starts the next day. <laughs> <laughs> so there is no time off between the division series and the LCS. So That's all right. Keep those hands goes, hot. If, if that goes seven, there's one day between the LCS and the World Series. So nice. it's, uh, that will that will go from October 28th to November 5th would be Game 7 of the World Series this year. So, um, so yeah, they, they're squeezing it all in because, uh, you know, they, they have those TV contracts. Mm-hmm. They, they like to uh, – one, one thing I've heard over the years is the major networks – won it over before elections, and there's a midterm election this year. So if they're over, if they finish on the fifth, then the following Tuesday is election day. There's nothing running up against it there. So it's amazing how that 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 can control uh, their ability to. Plus, plus it's November already. As yeah, is, right? I hate I mean, the idea of baseball in November. <laughs> I think it sucks. So it, it, uh, hopefully this thing is over in October. <laughs> yep. So, but and hopefully this will be over in October in a good way. For the Phillies, but uh, but you know what? One thing I've always said about these these postseason um, appearances, you know, I'm I'm I said this with the Eagles in 2017 into 2018, right? You know, just go enjoy. <laughs> you know, I, I I think overthinking sometimes you'll you you won't get to enjoy the game like you would. Now, are are the Phillies the favorites? I think the answer we know is no. Right. But that said. Looking at these matchups, I do think that the Phillies very much can win Game One and Game Two, and this thing be over with, out of two games. So, so, so we'll see. But the games have to be played, right? And, yes, from your uh, lips to God's ears, they say. Abs- absolutely. So, uh, so this will be, I think, uh, a lot of fun. Help people get that taste of the playoffs, and and you know, Jim, Jimmy Rollins way back in 2000, after 2008, he, he kind of reflected upon their first appearance in 07 and said, you know. Just winning the winning the division, getting to the playoffs—that was our World Series. So I think part of the trick here is the Phillies not be satisfied with this and just keep keep on pushing. So I, I did think I did see that in the locker room a little bit the other day. 
Mm. That the message was the same. Like, okay, enjoy this moment, but don't don't Bigger think that this is don't, don't think this is it. You heard it Damn from Rob right. Thompson. You heard it from from uh, John Middleton. And uh, by the way, do you expect Thompson to get an ex- get an extension and be named permanent manager when this is all said and done? I hope so, Frank. I really do. Now, I wonder if there'll be like sort of a faux just like interview process just to. See, or if he just – I would like to see him just get the job immediately. Phil, so Phil Nevin, who was fired around – who took took the job after Joe Madden was fired around the same time uh, Joe Girardi was fired. He has already been named Angel's permanent manager. And uh, I did read – I know. <laughs> I did read, though, that if a manager in an interim capacity has, has demonstrated success, you can get around the whole big process. Oh. So uh, – okay. Is it fair to say Rob Thompson has demonstrated success? <laughs> Seven games under 500 when he took over and then made – yeah, I would say so. I would say so. Yeah. So they can, they can literally the next day after it's all over say, hey, would it be the manager? And he can say okay, and then, then that will be it. So some good stuff out there. Really nice. By the way, uh, over at NBC Sports Philadelphia, Jim Salisbury has a really neat feature on Rob Thompson and, and mm-hmm. kind of how this all came to be and – uh, he never expected to leave the Yankees, and the uh, Phillies really pursued him. So, uh, so it was a guy they at least they, they believed in a lot as a coach, and uh, probably that's why he was the one that got the call. And as he said at the time, right, there were other people in that locker room, coach-wise, that they could sure. have easily called upon, right? Dusty, sure, um, absolutely. Yeah, well, Dusty Watkins is the, the popular up-and-coming choice, right. but but let's Baco. not forget that, you know, uh, um, Kevin Long is Kevin somebody Long, that right. that. Uh, we could easily fill a manager role again. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we really go go everywhere. I mean, go go all around. Uh, I think you'll have the opportunity to, to. Some of these guys might get the opportunity, right? But uh, you know, Kevin Long is respected as he is, and um, yeah, lots. Of, so he he was the one that that rose to the top uh, for the Phillies. I think it's clear they made the right choice. He got them there. Now all they got to do is play these playoff games, Jeff. I'm excited, man. I hope the next time we're talking, we're talking about the next series that they're playing in. Same here. Well, for now, this has been the Powder Blue Playoff. I, I can't do all that alliteration. I'll get to the <laughs> Powder Blue Playoff Preview. Frank Close, Jeff Mosher, Bill Phils. <laughs>